If your eight-year-old you could walk right up to you and ask you one question, just one question, what do you think he would say? Do you ever play anymore? Do you ever have fun anymore? Come out, come out, come out, come out and play with me. Come out and play for a change. Welcome to Playing for a Change. This is your host, Brandy Heather. This podcast is dedicated to navigating life's messiness and unpredictability, where we use play as a catalyst for change and connection. Come on in. This playground is for everyone. On the playground today, I think we need to talk. There are a whole bunch of really frightening things happening in the world right now. And we need to talk about the importance of staying in play during times of crisis. Do you know what happens to inclusion when people feel afraid of what will happen next or something unexpected changes their way of living or they feel vulnerable to loss or massive change? Inclusion does not flourish here. Maybe you remember a time in your childhood when someone told you you had to share a toy or a treat or candy or a friend or a parent. I remember one of my first teaching experiences was in an elementary school classroom. There was a young man who had just arrived from Ethiopia the week before and he was a student in grade one. It had snowed that morning and his eyes... I will never forget the complete stop-in-your-tracks look of awe and wonder. This young man looked at that white cold magic coming down from the sky and was standing in utter amazement of what it was. About an hour and a half after an outside break, the students were writing at their desks and I started to see a puddle forming under the desk of this young man. He had not noticed, and when I went over to see if there was something I could do, I whispered, do you know what's leaking, and brought a paper towel. But he had no idea, looking everywhere for a source. And then he reached into his desk and took out what was left of a very small snowball. He just looked up at me and said, this is mine. You see, he had made a snowball outside and had snuck it into his desk because he was afraid that we would take it away or make him share this treasure. And this snowball was melting right in front of his eyes and tears started to stream down his face as he felt we had taken it away or made it go away. As a punishment for wanting to have it all to himself. As children, sharing is a learned skill and a practiced skill. How many people remember hiding something you didn't want to share in a place you thought no one would find it? You see, often if we have something and we believe there is not enough for everyone, we will keep it close. That's where the saying, did you bring enough for everyone, came from. That includes things like snowballs and the best spot in the theater and a great job and money and cars and our best friend and food and water and toilet paper. 
When we are worried, we will collect all of those things that are most important. This is called scarcity. And like it sounds, it often makes us feel, well, scared. Scarcity also includes social and emotional factors, including connection and respect, time, advice, and kind words, and yes, inclusive practices like tolerance and flexibility and adaptability and resilience. Taking the time to ask before judging or assuming what someone intends. Or taking one more minute to explain. Scarcity also sometimes leads us into dividing. An us and them, good and bad, sick and well, smart and not smart, etc., etc. Because when we feel overwhelmed by our needs for physical and social safety, we feel a need to divide and box similar things to make sense of them. T-shirts in one drawer and underwear in another and socks in another. That's why we have drawers. So instead of taking the time to consider the perspective of others, where they are coming from or trying to explain, we put people in drawers. Just like when we fold our clothes and put them away. Why do we do that? So we know where things are. It's predictable. And the same with people. When we are overwhelmed, we go to a drawer system. Young people are this and old people are that and sick people here and all the people from there and all the people I don't know and all wheelchair people and all gay people, all men, all homeless people, all front desk people, all administration, all nurses, all doctors, all welders, all plumbers. (sighs) Do you see what happens? What drawer are you in? Let's see. I'm in the white cisgender, female, straight, privileged, mom, artist, business owner, teacher, mentally ill, short, but sharp dresser, drawer. But it depends on the lens you choose to see me with and at what moment. So how can we afford to play in a time of scarcity and dividing and drawers and hiding our most precious things and protecting ourselves physically and socially and emotionally. I would argue this is why we need to find it and hold on to it. Because play is where we can be authentic and make connections and laugh and be vulnerable to something new and different. And try and fall down and get back up. We find resilience here, in play. We find determination and relaxation, and we do things that soothe the drawers and dividers. Research indicates that play deprivation can contribute to a reduced sense of personal control, reduced ability to control emotions, increased social isolation, and reduced happiness, all of which are associated with anxiety and or depression. In a time when we are reducing social contact and increasing social isolation, let's consider what we need to survive. It's not just food and water. Without play and playfulness, we will struggle to come up with the creative and innovative ideas, resilience, and persistence the world needs. And the world needs answers, and I believe the solutions are always in play. They are there but we need to provide a space for them to grow. 
I know you may be worried about what is next and what tomorrow looks like or what is happening in this moment. What I'm asking you to do is to hold on to the things that give you that moment to smile across the room at someone having a difficult day, to pop a bubble with your gum and giggle that you did it in a place you probably shouldn't have, to disconnect from the pace and notice something small you are grateful for, and to build a fort out of cushions and have a picnic with your kids or someone you love. We can't afford not to play. That's all from the playground today. Thanks for playing. Remember, this playground is for everyone. Thanks for playing today. If you want to hear more about how finding your play is connected to mental health, business, and education, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Play for a change. Ampta Play was founded on the belief that everyone has active movement potential. That's AMP in which movement encompasses our ability to move ourselves physically, mentally, socially, or emotionally. Movement is change, and whether in community health or education or corporate sectors, our goal is to deliver education of active movement potential. Find your AMP today. Do you ever play?